service of reflection. I thought I would try something different this morning and with restrictions on travel easing I thought I would come to Gartmore Dam just outside Alawa and go for a walk round the loch and I thought maybe you would enjoy seeing a bit of Gartmore Dam as well. So whether you're here for the first or 51st time joining us online, we hope that you're met and perhaps surprised or challenged by the very love of God. When we get it superbly right, God loves us. When we get it amazingly wrong, God loves us. When we have no idea at all what is happening, God loves us. And so together we listen to the hymn. Jesus calls us here to meet him. Let us pray. 
gracious, life-giving God. Our past, our present and our future. Our rock, our strength and our hope. As we come before you now, we come here with longing. With hearts full of things we cannot share with others. From the darkness of space, you created light. From the unknown of the future, you bring a promise never to leave or abandon your people. Lord, we confess that sometimes the darkness of doubt comes over us. The shadow of past failure haunts us. And the fear of the unknown threatens to overwhelm us. At times our confidence is shaken and our ability to place our trust in you is weakened. Our reasons come readily and sound so reasonable to us. Forgive our closed minds, our fearfulness. Help us to look squarely at the challenges, at the things that cause us to be fearful, afraid to even try, afraid really to trust you. Forgive us, loving God. Stand by us, God of all power. In your gentleness and kindness and through your wisdom and strength renew us. Grant us your peace and help us to know your joy. Renew us with your loving touch and set us free to live and love as your people. Holy God, as we gather for this time of reflection. We pray to you with trusting and humble hearts to listen for your voice with anticipation, to follow you faithfully. Help us to ask for your help and to know what it is to receive it. Help us to knock at the door of your kingdom and to know the welcome you offer to all. Eternal God, we are gathered as one people, meeting in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, through whom all things are possible. Amen. Today's reading comes from the book of John, chapter 4, verses 1 through to 26. Jesus talks with a Samaritan woman. The Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptising more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptised, but his disciples. When the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When the Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, 
Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone to the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself? as did also his sons and his flocks and herds. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, Give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands and the man you have now is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is Jerusalem. Jesus declared, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming, and has now come, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Jesus, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. May the Lord bless this reading from his holy word. Amen. I wonder how many of us keep or have kept a journal or a diary of some kind in the interests of transparency. I do and have done since I was in my early teens. However, when I was talking to a friend of mine recently, she was absolutely horrified at the idea. Absolutely not. That is far too risky. Her fear was that someone else would get hold of the diary. And they would know things about her that she would rather keep hidden. Now, this friend is a serial uploader on social media. So the whole world can have a nosy at what she has had for breakfast. 
her current relationship status and the latest video of a three-legged surfing dog that has gone viral. Truth, but not the whole truth. And that's the thing with self-revealing. On the surface, it looks like the whole truth. But of course, it's not. My friend also suffers from severe mental health problems. Of that, you will find no mention of on Twitter or Facebook. And so with the story of this nameless Samaritan woman, I've been thinking about the hidden stuff within all of us, the hurts that we don't want to talk about, the things we would rather did not see the light of day, the hurts we carry, whether inflicted by others or by ourselves. That stuff has such a powerful force in our lives. It's like a propeller, it drives us forward. And I wonder what propelled that woman towards the well in the extreme heat of the day, and not in the cool of the morning, when it was an acceptable time to go to the well. Maybe she felt isolated and excluded from the group of women. Maybe she couldn't relax around them. They didn't understand how it felt to hear the whispers of gossip, assumption and judgment. However untrue any of it was, it was made very clear to her that she did not belong and was not welcome at the well. At least not when the other seemingly respectable women were there. Now, I wonder if the one thing we all remember about this woman is that she had five husbands and at the time she met Jesus, the man she was living with was not her husband. But do we know why? This nameless Samaritan woman has been characterised as someone with extremely questionable morals throughout history. But do we know why she was married so often? We don't. The Bible and scripture gives us no indication of why. But no matter if the wound was self-inflicted or inflicted by others or a combination of both, she bore wounds like we all do. Maybe this woman's wounds made being seen painful and she just did not want to be around the other women because that's the thing about being seen it's painful even if it's the one thing that we really want however as we hear in the reading this whole plan of not being seen didn't work out too well for her that day can you picture this woman, lost in her thoughts, the burning sun beating down on her, the sweat stinging her eyes as she makes out a figure at the well? 
She takes a deep breath and keeps her head down, making sure to avoid eye contact, just as she always does. Although none of that matters, because this man starts talking to her. This man sees her. Now, not only does this man chat with a woman, which is a big no-no, he chats with a woman who is an ethnic outsider, a bigger no-no. But of course, this man was Jesus. And this conversation is by far the longest Jesus has with anyone apart from the disciples in all the Gospels. And if that isn't amazing enough, he offers this woman water, living water from which eternal life flows. This nameless woman asks for his living water and Jesus asks about her husband. He goes straight for her wound. The theologian James Allison equates faith to the feeling of relaxing. Relaxing in the love and presence of God. And the way we relax in the presence of someone we are certain is fond of us. So faith is relaxing. And I genuinely think that is what happened to the woman at the well. And if we too want this living water, it starts with being seen. It starts with the truth. Every good and not so good thing about us. <clears throat> we know that water finds the lowest point. But the living water offered by Jesus finds our lowest point. It flows into our wounds. The bits we spend so much time trying to hide. Jesus finds the cracks in this woman's defence and living water trickles down to her lowest point. Her deepest wound and she finally relaxes. She's quenched by love itself. In fact, she relaxes so much that she leaves her jars behind at the well. The beautiful thing about this is, this nameless woman was not only recognised, but in those moments with Jesus, she was able to recognise herself. Her very soul now knew its worth, and she was loved by love itself. Jesus put to shame, shame itself. Loved by love itself. Being known and loved in our truest form is no doubt one of the most quenching feelings in the world. And I wonder if the water jar left behind is a metaphor for the things that we must leave behind. And I'm sure that we all have water jars that we carry that we think make us whole. 
hide our wounds and make us lovable. Jars that might not even be ours to carry in the first place. I know I do. But I wholeheartedly believe that whatever the lowest point in us is, whatever our deepest wound, the living water of Jesus' compassion will find it. It can find it and has found it. Amen. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy path throughout the universe display. And when I think of God, his son not sparing, sent him to die. I scarce can take it in That on the cross My burden gladly buried He bled and died To take away my sin Then sings my soul My Savior God to thee How great thou art shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home what joy shall fill my heart then I shall bow in humble adoration Let us pray. Loving God, we give thanks for those in our life who allow us to relax. 
to be seen for who we really are. For those who tend to our wounds, physically, emotionally and spiritually. We give thanks for our friendships. The building up and knitting together of your community of faith here in Bonesse. And out with, as we go forward in our journey of faith. Eternal God, we give thanks for the families celebrating the birth of new life, the miracle of your creation. For those celebrating a clean bill of health, and simply for those who have felt your presence in each new day. Loving God, you are our most trusted confidant, ready to embrace your people now, as we pray for those who are bereaved, the dying and the people caring for them. We pray for those who are abused or hurt by the actions of others, for those around the world who face persecution and execution, We especially hold in our thoughts those whose lives have been touched by violence, terrorism and tragedy this week. Remembering also those closer to home, struggling with past hurts, present concerns and future worries. People within our own communities who feel unseen and excluded from your love. We pray that they experience the living water of your love in their lives. Lord, to you who sustains us, we pray for those whose physical limitations cause them pain or frustration, for those who are hungry and thirsty in body and spirit. keeping in mind those who struggle with their mental health and feel that facing the outside world is just too much. May they know that you are always beside them. And in the silence that follows, we hold up to you those who are on our hearts at this time. Lord, you know by name the worried, the betrayed, the dying and the hungry. But you also know by name the joyful, the peaceful and relieved. And so let us join our hearts together as we say the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever. Amen. We now sing our... We don't sing it, although you could. We will now listen to our final hymn, which is Lord for the Years. Just before we end this time of reflection, I'd just like to thank Kerry for the reading that she read for us earlier in this time of reflection and also to Barry for his amazing editing skills and his outtakes of me being eyeballed by a swan at the very beginning. I did have a few original starts to this reflection time and each time I was interrupted by a swan who wanted to get a bit close and I hadn't realised that they were quite as big as they are especially when <laughs> they raise their necks up and are just about nearly eye level with me. So thank you to Barry for putting up with all my edits to the start. And all that is left for me to do is to say thank you to you for coming and joining us in this time of reflection. We hope that it has been meaningful. Feel free to pop over to Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're watching from, and leave us a comment. It's lovely to hear your thoughts on the service um, and someone invariably will reply. Um, or if you've got any questions, feel free to ask them. May God the Father prepare your journey. Jesus the Son guide your footsteps. The Spirit of life strengthen your body. The three in one watch over you on every road that you may follow and bring peace to your soul. This day and all days. Amen. When Christ shall come, we'll shout